Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, joining me as ever. Willie Yum Yum, you alright? Willie Glum Glum. Uh, no, are, I'm good, are you mate, Glum yeah. Glum or Yum Yum? I'm Yum Yum. Glum. It's getting there. Yum Somewhere glum. in between at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Yum Glum. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, if you want to get a real update on, on Chris's dinkle situation... Johnson. Uh, then we we went into it on uh, on, on this week's. Uh, we've just recorded this week's Patreon, um, yeah. which is a, 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 it's not even a top five on there, but it's an hour long chit chat really and a bit of a catch about up. how much of a man you are. I'm less of a man now, yeah. and you're more of a man now. And it's just funny how the tables turn, isn't it? Because for the most of our relationship, I, I've clearly been the uh, the masculine one. Yeah. But now you're Captain Pubes. Yeah, I am. And so we had a whole Patreon episode of you. You 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 got awarded <laughs> a, a a badge, a chief. What was the title of it? Hang on, I keep forgetting. Let me just have a little look. Chief of. No, I wasn't a chief of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a chief. It was yeah. uh, 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 the High Sheriff's Award. <laughs> High Sheriff's Award. And if you want to know why Stu got the High Sheriff's Award for doing actually something really cool, then that's on Patreon this week, as is our discussion about his weekend spent with Ray Mears. Mm. Um, And, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I've announced your relationship with Ray. Is this the first time anyone's heard? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're uh, we're an item now. Um, But, yeah, this week's episode uh, over on Patreon... Does go into that that surreal letter I got for something that happened a couple of years ago, getting that award, and obviously uh, the fact I've just come off of that weekend and and just talking about how brilliant and bananas it was really, and obviously we get a real a real update on um, Chris's dinkle as well, uh, and so we're all worried about it. I am. We yeah. are all worried about it. Well, look, we've got a great top five for you today, but before we yes. do anything, let's get a word from our sponsors. Okay, first up, we have a brand new message from our sponsor, love-beer.co.uk. Charles says, we're delivering to home and office bars in and around London, including Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and more. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. 
This year, with rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about 3 20 a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes. All the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per pint cost will be even lower and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Renzi Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly. Even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for Sama. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. There you have it. <clears throat> lovely, lovely sponsors. So today's top five was brought to us by um, the main man, one of our, the man from Del Monte, um, or Acast. Acast, you don't um, work for Del Monte. Acast, oh, sorry. Uh, Jcast, one of his many nicknames, John Harris, who also is the uh, wonderful pioneer of uh, the Dream Factory podcast mm-hmm. with Joel, um, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Go, go check them five. out. They've, been, they've done a top five, yeah, haven't oh, they? Oh, mate. Their top fives with us are brilliant. Hopefully, we're going to have them back mm. actually soon because they Dream Dream Factory is running up and running. And if you don't know about that, it's basically a podcast all about um, they they it's about film titles, isn't it? And they like they they play a they, they'll do a play on a film title. So instead of Dunkirk, Funkirk, I think that was one that I took. And then you have to explain what you know what the premise is of Funkirk as opposed to Dunkirk. It's really good fun. They're great. They're very professional podcast hosts as well. So go and check it out, Dream Factory. Anyway, John, John put this one forward to us. Um, top five things you've changed your mind on. Mm. For better or for worse, maybe. Maybe it's not always that, oh, I changed my mind and it's all worked out nicely. That is my number five, I may add. Go on in. Um, huh? Go on in. All right, then I will go. Um, so basically, my top five is my, my the, the, the thing I changed my mind on last year, which was... We, were, we had it all planned to go to Cyprus on holiday and we planned it out to the nth degree and then we looked at prices, it was a bit expensive and then me and Molly went, oh, let's have a quick look at some other prices and we saw Corfu and it was cheaper and we just booked it <laughs> and that turned out to be, well, there's a whole podcast about my problem in Corfu alongside the fact the hotel nearly collapsed and there was landslides and drought, uh, floods, and I wrecked the car. I hit, I crashed the car twice in one day. <laughs> that turned out to be 
like one of the worst things we've ever changed our mind on. And when me and Molly were talking about it today, it was like, yeah, it's like, why? It's okay to change your mind. It's good to be flexible, but think it through. I've, and we didn't. I've just realised that um, Rainier's weekend, I've had yeah. a holiday where nothing went wrong. No, exactly. Yeah, and when it did piss and rain, you actually welcomed it. Yeah. Wow. That's the first. Yeah. We've, we've, we've been unlucky with holidays. We really have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My last one involved uh, being <laughs> fucking carted <laughs> off a mountain. <laughs> the stretcher. Oh, do you know what? That that picture. Uh, that, uh, th- th- this year, your your email, uh, sorry, your message about the bloke opposite you, like just staring at your cock when the nurse was looking at it, was the best message I've ever had. That photo of you being fucking stretched off a mountain, and like, and certainly in the video when you can hear fucking your pals laughing, he's fucking <laughs> doing gold. the uh, doing the American <laughs> desert. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Burr, 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 burr. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, fucking brilliant. Anyway, so that is my number five. Like, just a quick lesson learned. It's okay to change your mind, but man, don't just, you know, sometimes don't be too whimsical about it. You know, think it through first. Or else you might end up in a hotel where the uh, water's coming through the walls and the, the walls are collapsing and crumbling around you. Um, yeah, okay, what's your number five, Stewie? Um, I'm going to go for a, a band. Oh, okay, yeah. So, oh, gotcha. um, I'm going to go for the band the 1975. Okay, yeah, fair shout, yeah. Um, yeah. Who, when they come out, I remember hearing yeah. that the singer was the son of the bloke from a Fuedison pet and one of the loose women. Mm. Uh, and I remember seeing him on Buzzcocks and thinking he was a bit of a tit. Mm. And then hearing one of their songs, <coughs> Chocolate, I think it was called. And I just remember thinking, this just sounds like a really lame in excess. Mm. Uh, and they were getting loads of press. And then I was just like, this is rubbish. Uh, why, why Why is anyone interested in this band? And then I was getting asked more and more from when, uh, when I was DJing at the brush and stuff. And I just, it just annoyed me. And I was just like, no, I ain't, fu- <laughs> I ain't fucking playing them. Yeah, you ain't, about, you ain't fucking with them. And then I heard their next album. I got sent this thing. I saw Eddie Temple Morris post. Yeah. I've never been a fan of this band. And I've just interviewed Matt Healy, the singer, and <laughs> listened to the new record. And it's blown my mind. And I was like, well, I'm a fan of Eddie. Uh, mm. You know, I'd take, you know, he, 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 I think, right, I'm going to go and listen to it because I've just been sent it. Mm. And it was the, the first thing was uh, Give Yourself a Try. And I put it on and I was like... You laid on your bed, you hugged the album as you listened to it. Press play and I was like, well, this is great. Uh, <laughs> and then the follow-up single was uh, Love, if, if, Love If We Made It, which blew my mind. Mm. Uh, any song that starts with the line with fucking in a car shooting heroin, uh, <laughs> I was like, Wow. That's mm-hmm. and then I went and watched some live footage of it, and I was like, "Fucking hell, this band tear it up live!" And then I went back to that first record that I thought I didn't like, and heard the track "Sex" by them, and I sent a video of it to Pip the other day, 
um, of them performing it at Tea in the Park, um, just to s- just to go because you know we we occasionally send each other videos of crowds responding uh, and it, and it you know making your bottom lip go a bit. Uh, and f- yeah, fuck being losers, yeah. being losers, and uh, mm. and yeah, and it's fucking amazing, and just really good fucking songs, and yeah, and I've just kind of then just really sort of I, I like watching footage of him live. I think he's a really fucking great frontman, uh, and and I think they've got great songs, and I think they're really exciting. And if you're a young kid getting into guitar music and you like pop sensibilities and you like charismatic front people that are generally sort of preaching quite positive stuff. Mm, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, the 1975. Give them a try. Give yeah. them a whirl. Gi- it's funny give that, them isn't a try. it? How like you can, you can sort of like, here, you can, you can sort of like have a certain opinion or prejudice against a band and you don't want to go near it, and then, like, yeah, at some point, you see a live performance or whatever, and you just completely, like, I think I had a... I was looking at this band the wrong way. Or maybe your tastes and sensibilities change. Mm. And, yeah, all of a sudden, it opens you up to a world of pleasure. Yeah. The 1975. So, so mine's a little similar. 1974? Yeah, just one one earlier. Uh, I... Like, this isn't that I like these this genre or these types of bands anymore it's just i'm now ex- like I'm, I'm now like okay about them existing it's literally that when when i was a kid i hated them i like i really hated them like i really like i don't know what testosterone was doing to me or whatever it was obviously like the thing that it's not cool for boys to like boy bands and that's what it is but I I remember when bands like Take That would come on the TV, I'd run up and punch the telly. And this is where you go, oh, you're hard. Um, and like, I like I've, that's how much of a physical reaction I had to boy bands. So I really hated them. And I'd be like, oh, they're all fucking losers. Um, you know, and and hated their music in, in its entirety. And I know that you're not a big fan of Gary Barlow and stuff like that. But as I've got older, I have completely just softened on all of that shit. Like, it's not that I listen to boy band music. Like, I, I swear, guys, I don't. Um, you, it's not that I listen to it. You've given up now. on yourself. It's fine. It is. I mean, if you look at me, it looks like I've given up on myself. I just, I just, I just, I'm like, yeah, man. Like, if that's what people want to listen to, and if, 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 you know, if it touch, if it reaches out and it makes people feel good and, you know, whatever. I don't. I am absolutely all for that, you know. And like, there is the occasion. I remember when like a take that song came on. I've said this before, like about four or five years ago. And it came on and I, in the car, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this one." And I was like, "What am I saying? I like this one." Like twenty years ago, I'd be going, "Ah, shit." Um. So yeah, I have just my my mind on that has completely changed. Like, I just fucking I'm all right about it. I'm, my mind hasn't changed on happy hardcore. I still think that's absolutely one of the worst genres that ever existed and I'm sorry if I'm upsetting anyone listening who likes it I just think it's dog shit <laughs> as dance music yeah. I just think it's terrible and I, I like anyone yeah I just shit I used to go to raves and there'd be like one room would be happy hardcore and another would be drum and bass and I'd just look at all the people in happy hardcore room thinking oh god and my opinion on that hasn't softened I think it's a load of dog shit um, I, I'm, but yeah I'm happy, literally I'm happy hardcore 
unhappy hard, crappy hardcore mm. is what they should have called it, mate. <laughs> More like crappy hard. But boy bands, I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, well, yeah. If you want to sing about, you know, if you want all your songs to be about love, all right. Yeah, but most whatever. songs are about love, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly that. There's uh, a million yeah, love right, songs out there, it. mate. A million love songs. Was that intention? Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, of course it was. Now I feel like it wasn't. So yes, I actually don't want to smash the TV in, and uh, and I said, you know, if you want to be in a boy man, you know what? More power to you. You're gonna have probably have a fucking a lot of good stories to tell by the end of it. So uh, yeah, go for it. Knock yourself out, mate. I had um, or um, girl bands. Same. I had uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, he was in Boys. I forgot his bloody name. Not Ronan Keating. Uh, he was in Coronation Street, not Shane Lynch. What's his bloody name? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't, oh. as I say, I, 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 <laughs> I don't I, love I, it. Oh, he was a really nice fellow as well. I had, I had one off Has he back. got a one with a little bit of like grey in his no, head? No, that's Shane. Keith oh. Duffy. Oh. Keith Duffy. Keith, Keith Duffy, yeah. Uh, I, I had him on about two months ago. He's got some band with uh, Brian McFadden from uh, Westlife. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a bit like them Crooked Vultures, but for boy bands. I think they're called Boys Life. Right, see what they've done there. <laughs> well, they actually are. Uh, but um, yeah, do you know uh, what? Like hearing him talk, and I'm not a fan of Boys Own. I'm really not. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but you're in a huge fucking boy band, and you're young, handsome, and you're exactly. literally being flown all over the world, living your best life. And like, and do you know what? He's not one of them. Yeah, it was just really hard work, man. It was just exhausting. Mm. You know, the label didn't really look after it. It was like, mm. we had the fucking time of our lives. Yeah. Like, you know, we had, yeah, it was hard work, but fucking hell. Like, what an opportunity. Like, you know, he, he yeah, he, 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 it was just nice to hear someone just say how much fucking fun it was and, like, and what a fucking crack. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I still. What's your number four? Uh, Baby, my number four, um, Scroobius Pip. Um, <laughs> when uh, yeah, okay, right. When when I was uh, working at the toothbrush and he and he mm. turn up with a Langdon lot, uh, I didn't really like any of them, uh, mm. specifically Tom, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I just remember like Pip being the tallest. She's happy birthday, Thomas Coles. Oh, birthday is it? Today. All right, birthday, mm. Tom. Um, and, and, and I remember like, because like Tom had had a bit of beef and, and he was just fearless and a gobshite, it annoyed me, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and yeah, and I just always remember like, I always remember seeing Pip wandering around with like a baseball cap on and like, and just being like quite tall. And I remember just thinking oh, he, he was I like hate tall people. He was like the tall one in that group, and I remember just yeah. thinking, "Dickhead," and like, <laughs> and uh, I'd never spoke to him. And, I, and then he he talks about the time that he come to DJ at the toothbrush, and I've got a vague <laughs> recollection of it. I don't remember him throwing up, which uh, <laughs> he, he he mentioned, but I do remember thinking, "Oh, it's that fucking kid from fucking the Langdon lot." And I remember just <laughs> thinking, like. You're all just fucking idiots. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I changed my mind or not, actually. Mm. 
They are all just fucking idiots, mate, really, when you think about it. Yeah. But then, obviously, you know, fast forward however many years, you know, you get to hang out. He's all right, really, isn't he? He's all right. He's probably listening to this. Yeah, ripping it off. I'm not going to get ripping, ripping himself around his bedroom because he knows I can't at the moment. I actually phoned him and asked him to just uh, keep up my quota of wanks. Um, so he's doing it for me at the moment. Ah, so he's actually he's a really good guy, yeah. to be honest with you. I'll take him uh, on for the team. He's taking one for the team. Yeah. But he's like, do you want a hand with that? He's like, no, this is purely, <laughs> this is something I've got to do for Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw Pippi Kins in. I thought he was a fucking, oh. him and his mates were a load of fucking arseholes. And, uh, oh, yeah. that's cute. And he's all right now. And yeah, I love Tom as well. He's great. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's a really good bloke. Um, right, okay, mine, uh, really, this is an exciting one. Just quickly, if you yeah. want to find out uh, a little bit more about them stories, go and watch the Pink Toothbrush documentary. It's on YouTube. It's called Pink Toothbrush 30, and it was made by Tom Coles. Uh, mm. And there's some really funny stuff with Pip being interviewed on there about them times. So, uh, yeah, if you've got a, an hour to kill and you want to know a little bit about the venue then uh, go check that out, because that was made by Tom. And obviously Tom made uh, plenty of bids for, for Pip as well. And, uh, yeah, so a couple of talented couple of talented lads in that Langdon lot. At yeah. And you. Um, right. What's, uh, what's your number three? Milk. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? I remember being like, you know, like when you go to infants and like, you know, like at, at, 11, people at 11 o'clock, people could have their milk. Really? Do you ever remember that? Yeah, of course. But it's I thought Thatcher Thatcher Milk Snatcher had kicked in by then and, 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 and you'd lost milk. Listen, we, they, well, I, I weren't having it, but milk was happening. <coughs> I, 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 sorry, I didn't look, I didn't look into the school's uh, financial model for how milk was coming into our classroom. Famously, that, Thatcher took school milk away yeah um did she hmm. thatcher thatcher milk snatcher yeah oh, okay all right well um yeah no milk was happening i think i was more the major era john major was more the era while i was at junior oh, school right. maybe thatcher was there at the start but even so i mean we had milk what can i say was it, Lee was it warm? no listen well i, d- I don't know because i couldn't have it right because They'd all go like, you know, it's Levens' time and everyone have milk and they'd either have full fat or like semi, whatever, and they'd get a straw and they'd stick it in their milk bottle and it would fucking turn my stomach. It would like, I'd be sat there and everyone's drinking milk around me and I'd just be going, what? Like that every morning. I'd be trying to like get away from everyone. Everyone's like, oh, I love milk. And I'd see it creamy head and I'd just be like, fucking no thanks. So I detested it. I really detested it. And then, I don't know, I got into, you know, so I got up, got older, started liking, you know, cheeseburgers, pizza, all the healthy dairy stuff that, you know, your parents lovingly bring you up on. Little bit of cheddar cheese, you know, cheese toasty, cheese on toast. I got into that, and then I started going Nesquik, milkshakes. Yeah, all right, I'm back in the milk fan club. So I changed my mind. It never made, it didn't make me feel sick. And then about... Four, three years ago, I saw, you know when you see these posts on fucking Instagram or whatever, Facebook, and it was just of a, a, a cow being milked and the colour of the milk that comes out of a cow, and it ain't milk colour, guys, guys and girls, it ain't, it's not very appetising, and after that, boom, 
Like, that was me. I was like, fuck that. Like, it did make me think, like, the, the whole idea of, like, um, why are we milking Anna? <laughs> why are we milking them? Why, why, um, why, are we, why are we yanking their fucking calves from them just as they've given birth? And so, because that milk is not for us. That milk is for yeah. their calves. Them calves are yeah. ripped from their parents, and them yeah. fucking cows are just milked fucking, and milked, milked. I haven't, I haven't drunk um, milk for nearly a year now, um, because mm. I watched a documentary on BBC about mm. dairy farming, uh, yeah. and these cows literally being smashed with, like, shovels by these cunts. Like, yeah. just to get them into these things and then just literally having their car, like, literally their babies taken from them the minute they're born and just pushed into these things and just milked and milked. It's fucking horrible. It's insane. It's insane. And, like, I don't know, it just, like, you know, without getting all fucking Morrissey, it did make me go, what? what? Oh, so, they, 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 so, so actually just even dairy farming at first, you just think, oh, there's no harm in that. It's like, there's no harm in eating eggs. It's like... If you look into how and why, what goes on with that, you know, what do you think they're all doing with all the mouth chicks? Ex- <laughs> that can't e- extra eggs? large eggs, like when you buy large eggs. Th- them fucking poor fuckers are not bred to give birth to eggs that big. No. Like, it's like women aren't used to really taking on a, an anaconda like the kraken that I've got. It's just unnatural, really. These things just happen and it's just a travesty. A um, little bit smaller now. It is a bit smaller, way smaller than that. Um, yeah, and it just put me off, man. Like, and I, you know what? I still, I, I, I have vegan cheese. Like, so I, ha- I, oatly milk is the one. You know, I think oatly milk is brilliant. And there's a barista one for your coffee, and I'm golden with that. I don't ever need, really, need to go back to milk. No one, don't. no one needs to drink milk anymore. No one needs no. to. Like, because no, oatly is just as good, man. There's all manner of different soya, fucking milks almond. out there that, like. Yeah. If all it is is plonking in your brew, then like you do not need to. Like yeah, just stop it. Like cut down on it. And and like I I must say like I do still I don't have a load of cheese, but I do have a bit of cheese. Mm. And like maybe at some point I'll com- when I was vegan, obviously <laughs> I managed to cut it completely out. Um, and it wasn't the end of the world, I must say. And maybe I'll go back to that. Mm. But I mean, I'm not. I'm hardly stack it stock in my cupboard with uh, like cheddars and Stiltons. I, I don't. I think we've got vegan cheese in there now. Mm. But you know, if I have a pizza, uh, you know, if I have cheese on it, fine. But people are always like, "Oh, you hypocrite! You're not doing that." It's like I've cut down like so much of my consumption of meat and dairy. It has, even it now hasn't that got I'm to be hundred percent. Just the more every little bit all helps, right? Yeah, because if if there was such if there was a lower demand on it, there wouldn't need to be such a strain mm-hmm. on getting all these animals into da 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 like how they are treated, and maybe a more natural way of um, harnessing them uh, would would be there, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So milk didn't like it, liked it, don't like it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's your number three, mate? Uh, friends. <laughs> the TV show. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. Sorry, yeah. I just thought you meant in general. No, right? the TV yeah. show. Um mm. It's uh, it, I've got a few actually, but um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go with that because that was the one that I think it was on on a Friday night when it first started, and I was always at, and it was like things like the Fresh Prince, where I've because I've said obviously before I've never seen an episode of the Fresh Prince mm-hmm. of Bel Air, and it's like these shows everyone's like, what you ain't never seen that? It's amazing, yeah. uh, and that was Friends. Everyone was like, you've never seen Friends, and I'm like. No, and I just thought it was yeah. going to be this horrible television show about all of these smug, you know, American people living the best yeah. lives. Uh, and I just thought, oh, I'm not interested in watching Friends. And I didn't watch it for years and years and years. Was it the lack of sort of like um, racial representation that got you into it, though? Because uh, there was, was it because it was mostly just completely white? That's then when you went, oh, it's actually quite safe to watch. Well, that, I'm, fe- uh, I'm uh, sure uh, that's what you told me previously. I'll be, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll be lying um, if I said that uh, I picked up on that when it was out. No, I, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I think most people didn't, Stu. And, uh, you know, obviously that says a lot about society yeah. and stuff like that. But, but we're having know, a conversation that, now, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, But, yeah. And, and then for some reason... I think it was when we we went to record our album and we stayed in this studio. And when I say stayed in the studio, we slept in sleeping bags on the floor. Like it wasn't anything glamorous at all. Uh, and Nick Noyes uh, from Mouth of Managers <laughs> took a telly and a video with him because he was just di- like literally was addicted to television. It was quite weird. Um, and I think he took a friend's VHS. And there was nothing else to do. So I watched mm. it and I was like, this is really funny, isn't it? And mm-hmm. like, and I was like, these characters are incredible. Uh, and then, yeah, fast forward whatever many months, I think I'd probably spent a few hundred quid on VHSs of all of the series of Friends. And would when I bought my first flat, I remember like, being quite weird, like being in a flat on my own for the first time, and I would always put, t- I'd, li- I'd fall asleep with telly on, mm, and I yeah. and I would just put friends DVD uh, v- VHSs in and just watch them till I fell asleep, and 
And it's weird because my kids are obsessed with that show now. My kids watch yeah, it. Yeah, when the I time. come over, they've always got it on. Yeah, and and so it's always it's always on television anyway. And and if it's on, I will get drawn into it, and and it will make me laugh. And mm. and I, I I just think it's uh, one of them shows that it's it's quite comforting. It's very yeah. It, you haven't got to think too much about it. There's there's fun there's good gags in it and it's you know i guess aside from you know some of the underrepresentation, um you know it, it does come from a, a good place as well i think you know it's it's talking about the positives of you know being nice and love and oh and yeah completely like yeah 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 and yeah uh, it's uh it's a it's definitely a st- you have to carefully navigate those sort of discussions about underrepresentation and, and stuff like that. Especially, if, like, so if you like, for me, growing up in Essex, mo- most of the people I was hanging out with was white, mm. um, and so I guess you don't if you if you're in a community where pretty much your whole neighbourhood is white, I don't suppose you immediately will notice those things. But it doesn't mean to say that there's not communities in those in in that country which is pre- predominantly a completely other different yeah. race and then therefore you know it's going to be starkly apparent to them that they're being underrepresented so uh yeah it's in, in interesting but yeah good shout mate good old shouty shout is it your number um, one no it's my number two is it um yeah i think so i don't think it is yeah milk, milk was my number three so you so done what have you done i've done milk i've done um I can't fucking remember. Oh, yeah. My memory's yeah. awful. All right. What what was it? Uh, milk. Milk. No. Lemonade. Mi- <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's uh? Yeah, go on. In, what's your oh yeah, two? boy bands yeah. was four, and number five was oh Corfu, the yeah. holiday to court, the, the snap is in. So my number two is um. More of a self-reflective one. It's about um, but my last two are quite uh, uh, um, about me. Number two is that um, is about the, the the the. I really felt that in order to uh, you know exist, you know, be happy, you've got to be uh, successful and probably rich. Yeah, hundred percent, completely. Like and. <laughs> And and that was brought into me by my mum, like my, my dad a little bit, but more my mum's fear of poverty that she had, like as growing up, and like she became, she was a single mum for quite a while, and probably had a rough time before she met my dad, and um and 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 so ingrained in me was get study the academic subjects get rich and get, uh yeah, well my mum actually was uh she did date fifty, fifty for a fiddy. while. Uh, yeah, and so and so she really that really was ingrained. As a kid, I remember like being like eight or nine, and my mum being all excited because she'd be like telling people that I wanted to be an aeronautist when I'm older, which is basically uh, you know uh, uh, I'm going to patronise anyone for, who doesn't know this, but it's basically somebody who effectively designs aeroplanes. Is mm. a crude way of saying it. So, um, wow, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you done that. Oh, I did it, but once I I think I got to once I did invented Concorde, I couldn't really be bothered. Right. I think, I'd, you know. But, like, I didn't really want to be an aeronautist. It was a thing I said because my mum thought it was cute. 
And I think there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot to be. Oh, my mum thought it was great and impressive. And I think there's a lot to be said about like what that impression left on me right through. Like you know, my 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 A levels, I took maths and economics, and I did maybe economics are light. I've genuinely had an interest in economics, but maths and physics, I was a menace in those classrooms because I had no business being there because I didn't want to pick them. I picked them because my mum wanted me to and said that it's the smart way to go. I should have done media like i know that most people do media and you know they bomb at it i don't think that would have been the same f- for me i think i'd have relished in, in a sort of media um format um and uh yeah so so i really did have this opinion for many many years many many years way into my 20s probably the start of my 30s that i have to do this i have to like you know i've got to be successful i've got to smash it because that is what happiness is and it wasn't really i started learning those lessons 30 onwards, what, what happiness actually is. It's mad, isn't it, to think you get to 30 and realise that like, wealth can help you. It can help you, but it won't, it won't make you happy, especially depending on how you accrue that wealth. And I think I'd rather f- have passions and, and, and help people um, than, than be rich and successful. That's oh, not, that, doesn't, that doesn't really... I mean, obviously it's... You're just saying uh, this for the know. podcast, right? Yeah, obviously, yeah. I want to be fucking... Me- I want my face on every uh, every packet of uh, Durex going. Yeah. You know, just to, that that ultimately is the best contraception. I want my head on a coin. That's what A big coin. What, they're going to start doing five-pound coins, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, a potato-shaped <laughs> coin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I generally find that, like... I'm, I'm better mates with my richer mates... Like the richer they are, the mm. better mates I find they are. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because they can cert- They've got. They've got. You can get more out of them, can't you? They've really? got better personalities. Like yeah, be- yeah, 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 they've yeah, got yeah, like yeah, yeah, better yeah. cars. Like um, if like you go around theirs for like you know a, a, you know a drink and that they've generally got a better buffet. They won't go to like Lidl or Iceland. No. Do you know what I mean? No, no, they're, no. they're they're at least at least Aldi or maybe Waitrose. Waitrose, mate. Waitrose. You know. That you ain't getting a bottle of blue nun round there, you know. You're getting no. much like you, you know. You're probably getting a fifteen pound bottle of wine, like it's uh, it, it, seventeen. It, I've never sorry. said fifteen. Oh, okay. Getting this fifty, you're making me look all right, right cheapskate. Like, uh, it's all yeah, all my rich mates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. Like, I mean, you know, I, t- t- obviously, I'm not as bright as you because, you know, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my my dad said get a trade, and and I, and I done what my dad done. I become a yeah. mechanic and. Yeah. You know, not that I did become a mechanic, but I got my qualification to mm. become a mechanic because I thought my dad would think that's a good thing. Uh, I then did go and do media uh, uh, and then just decided it was more fun to dick about in bands. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I did do what you done and thought, well, you know, I've got to kind of... You, you, you do try and... As much as I guess you, you, you are, uh, you know, you rebel a little bit and you want to try and find out who you are and, you know, and your parents are squares and like, but there's always that thing that I think does ground you with your parents and think like, well, they'd like that if I'd done that. Mm. And like, and my, my mum was very dominant. I didn't really realise that until I went to sort of like, I went to see a, cat, like a therapist when I was like in my late 20s and she... And, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, I never had this idea that yeah. my mum was super dominant. And, and actually, she is. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I she think is. that also... 
actually easy, man. <laughs> like, last time I went round there, she had me strapped yeah. to a fucking crucifix, yeah. pegging my arsehole. Right, oh, mate. what's your... Um, <laughs> no, that was mine. It's your number two. <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Glasson. Um, <laughs> right, what am I going to go for? Right, uh, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go for a combo. Right, I'm going to go All for right. a, a combo, uh, and it touches on the kind of the, the buffet. Um, but generally, I'm going to say uh, booze and olives. Mm. Booze and olives. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, go on in. Like go the on, thought tell, of tell being like it. sort of 15 mm. uh, and, and going, oh, do you know what? I'm going to have... Nice glass of Rioja. Oh, there's some olives over there. Lovely. Like, I think I would have just... Yeah, I, 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 the thought of it, I would have just been like, what? What? And like, and if I tried it, I would have been like, this is literally <laughs> fucking the worst thing I've ever put in my gob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wine, it took me a while with. Mm. Beer, that's your... F- I mean, you go Alka Pops. Uh, Alka Pops weren't really a thing when I was a kid. No. But... Uh, for me, barely water was barely. A yeah, thing. it was mead, and uh, <laughs> no, but it was like, <laughs> but no, it was uh, like, uh, what, what it was like, you'd have a two liter bottle of cider, uh, or it was Thunderbirds or MD 2020. They were they were the mm. sort of the, 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 the introductions that you'd mm. be necking over the park. Uh, but beer didn't come for another couple of years, and then it would have just been like Fosters and stuff like that. But I remember, like as a kid, like you know, my, my family were all, you know, my extended family were all quite, you know, drink culture was mm. a big thing. You know, if we were family parties, always lots of booze. Uh, all of my family had like made wine and beer and stuff like that. Mm. It was always there, and uh, I remember like, yeah, you know, often like uh, sitting at the having Sunday dinner with my mum and dad and. My dad was like, do you, do you want a beer? Or like, do you want to have a shandy? And I was like, I'll have a shandy. Mm-hmm. And like, but before he put the lemonade in it, I'd sip the beer. And it was just horrid. I can picture <laughs> the glass and everything and just thinking, yeah. I'm never going to like this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I'm recording this today quite hungover because I did disappear at the pub last night and have a few <laughs> pints uh, of Doom Bar last night, actually. Oh, uh, I like a Doom Bar. And uh, yeah. Um, but, I remember, I, I remember that having a sip of my dad's Hofmeister and being yeah. like, "That's just like drinking. Like if you put a load of two pence pieces in a pint of water, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, yeah. wash down with a quick lick of a battery. It was like <laughs> yeah. it's just fucking horrid. And but olives, I've really, really had to like work at. Mm. Like I've only in the last year have I got my head around a green olive, like a black olive, mm-hmm. like. I'm, I'm all yeah, right with. I know what you mean. But green olives, it just still took me a while. But uh, but yeah, I'm there now. And it's, it's too, I mean, what? I'm, you know, I'm going to be 50 next year and I'm only just getting into green olives. It's, br- it's brave of you, mate. It's brave of you. Maybe I should get it's another like, uh, High Sheriff's Award for that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like when Pip decided he was going to eat more than just pizza. I couldn't he- believe that. Right? When I remember <laughs> when we went to see him, me and Mark, Watts went to see him and Dan at Coco and Mark went backstage and I remember him just eating all of Pip's rider which was just sweet <laughs> it was just chocolate and crisps in a bowl and I remember Mark just like eating it all and it was like just at pizza it's like I mean he's a very healthy young man now oh, isn't yeah, he mate. yeah 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 uh, absolutely yeah he's, he's, he's definitely um, sort of like all opened up his uh, sort of yeah. taste buds to, to all the, the wonders of the world yeah Absolutely. 
Uh, right, you're number one. number one. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, I think I'm going to... Oh, oh where, where am I going to go? I guess I changed my... Something that really significantly made me happier was changing my mind on like having shame about being a nerd. Like, I really you was going to say nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I just come out of the closet uh, and brought all the all the kids out with me. Yeah, um, it's about time they saw daylight. Um, Fritzalizing yeah, a load of fucking kids. <laughs> Fritzled the hell out of them. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I think like deciding a couple of years back that I was just going to let everyone know that I fucking love Warhammer and board games and all this other thing because. I think I was so pent up about it because of like impact that again, things that my best mate Jay said to me when we were like 14, 15 and he was like, I'm going to stop playing all this now. And I was like, why that? It's like, because I want to have, a, you know, I think I want to date a girl and this is really like not the thing to do. I felt so much shame. Like, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault at all. I'm not dumping on anyone else. It's just what human beings do, right? One person makes a decision and ultimately you're only ever responsible for how you think and feel which is a very empowering thing to know and understand. But the uh, you're not taught that as a kid. You, you're taught fucking where, like, what an oxbow lake is. You don't get told how to manage your emotions or anything like that. But I was I felt utter shame. And so I buried it all and, and repressed it all. And I would sneakily, like, I've, I've many times joked, I'd hide my white dwarfs underneath my porn collection because I'd rather the girls I was dating see, find my escort, my, 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 my copies of, like, Razzle, than see that there was something with a fucking goblin on the front. But that you is probably not get like, a bit of goblin inside escort as well. You you got plenty of goblin. But if if my partners would have seen a goblin in my cupboard, there would have been no crotch goblin going on mm. on the bed. So um not that a lot of that happened anyway. But I think to deny who you are and the things that push your little buttons inside mm. is a really dangerous thing. And whatever that is, whatever, whatever, however that, however that is, like that to me, like mine is like nothing as big as like someone like who, who might be like facing challenges with their sexuality. Like the thought of repressing your sexuality and how many, t- like how people have had to do that over the years because of like societal sort of impressions and tolerances blows my mind because it's bad enough not wanting to like let people know that, oh yeah, I, 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 I like to fucking play Warhammer and I think it's also because of the group my social groups no no one I really know even now that I hang out with really are gamers at all like um, I've got my cousin Robin and you know I've said many a time what's my ultimate describe my ultimate night in it's basically with Robin and but like yeah like the, that, when I decided to come out of that and Molly like once she after I let her know because we've been dating about 18 months two years that Christmas you, you, she you, you a, broke her down at that point uh, yeah, yeah, I'd already brainwashed her. and you She know, was I'd crushed really... at that point. I remember it was about six months in and I just thought, she's a shadow of her former self. She yeah, was just yeah. like, every time I see her, 
she'd just be in the corner sort of shivering, like just just yeah. looking like terrified, broken, and like and I thought, Oh nice one, Chris. Yeah. That's that's gonna work Dom- out well, days. No, mate, the domestic violence had really been working a treat by that point. Her cooking had got much better, um and she didn't speak back. So, um no, um Let's rewind that because I was saying awful things about my girlfriend last week. If we can remember, well, you might not know, but last last Monday's release was the um, the arsehole episode, bleaching arsehole episode. <laughs> and this week I'm talking about domestic violence. I mean, so I, fairness, I, I mean, let, let's move forward. I mean, you you now let her talk, didn't you? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, uh, I always worry that uh, Molly's wonderful mum's going to be listening to this and be like, "Oh, I actually thought he was all right." <laughs> Um, just be so disappointed in me, but no. The truth is, she probably scrubbed all that stuff off. anyway. No, she, she, she. I think she probably got, got my number straight away. Um, basically, Molly bought me a little Warhammer gift for Christmas, and it was the biggest, best present I've ever had because it was kind of like my girlfriend going, "I don't give a shit," and also, you shouldn't give a shit. This is just something that you like, and like, if anyone wants you to feel shame about anything, fuck them. And I think that changed mind for me, like that, that being able to, whatever it is for, for you as a human being, whoever's listening, whatever it is that you like doing and people make you feel shame about it, fuck them. You've only got this life, if you, you know, under conventional wisdom, we, I might, we all might be wrong on that, but you know, do what you want to do, you know, within reason, if you like being a nonce, that's, you know, there's obvious sensible caveats to it. Uh, but yeah, just pursue what you like. Listen to that little pearl of great price, and 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 that change of mindset for me was a wonderful, wonderfully liberating thing. Stu, what's your number one? Nice boy? one, Chris Martin. Um, right, <laughs> number one. Um, I remember being a a, a little kid and, and playing with soldiers uh, mm. and having a fault, and it was all about mm. you know the kings and queens. And I remember thinking, yeah, and all the fairy tales like the handsome mm. prince. Uh, and you know you'd fall in love with a princess, and you know mm. Princess Leah, you know, uh, and all of these people that were kings. Don't and give queens, up on that dream, mate. I just remember thinking were the coolest things yeah. ever. And then you get to a certain age, and you realise that the royal family are just a bunch of fucking cunts. Mm. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. 